0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on
1: Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. In this week's episode of Grow Guides, we are talking about dabbing, everything you need to know about dabbing cannabis this is how to make rosin what kind of rosin press to get how much heat and pressure you need what kind of dabbing rig to get what kind of lighter to use on the dabbing rig so everything you need to know about dabbing is in this episode so if you haven't done it before you'll have a good idea of how you can start dabbing by the end of this episode so I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you roll a fat one, get super high as usual, and enjoy episode 73 of the Grow Guides. And I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So here we are, everybody, dabbing. And we mean a way of consuming cannabis, not that thing the kids do with their arms. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that confused me when i first did when i because i spoke to a friend before you, know, a new guy met this new friend and i was like yeah i like cannabis He's like you do the dabbing like all the kids do and i thought he meant like dabbing <laughs> but you know like with, with your arms dabbing not smoking uh-huh. dabbing i had no idea what the fuck dabbing was at that point this is a reasonably <laughs> new thing to me you know a few years ago i learned about what dabbing is and shit it's not, not very long ago man so this is going to be interesting for me as well. I don't know much about dabbing. We have dabbed. I dabbed with Monkey when we was at Spanabis. That yes. was fun and delicious because I like tasty weed. You know, I like using my mighty because of that the incredible some, flavor you get. But yeah. Some good rosin there
0: in Barcelona, man. That was tasty. Mm,
1: mm, mm. What was that? There's a Max Stomper, was it? it was, that was it was cool. We had Mac Stomper. Weed. Yeah, we we had that was my Mimosa Rosinaire.
0: as well. And it was another mm-hmm. one. I forget which one it was. But yeah, we did three different ones. Some good, good shit, man. High-quality mm. stuff in Barcelona, i have to say that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and a nice, clean way to consume cannabis as well. And it's also used with rosin, which is which is a solvent-free extract. So that's fucking cool as well. So what we're going to do throughout this episode is we're going to explain what dabbing is, how you can dab, what kind of rigs to use, how to make resin, and take you from knowing nothing about dabbing other than what it is, maybe. Maybe you know what it is but you know, if you don't, by the end of this episode you're going to know what it is, how to make rosin so you can dab that shit what to dab that shit on and you can become a full time dab user if you wanted to by the end of this episode that's the intention and we're going to leave it up to Bubble Hot from here goodbye everybody, Bubble it's all you
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I'm going yeah. to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I yes, want that. my bacon you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you saying? what is this dabbing thing,
3: Bubble? explain to us what the fuck this is all right. So dabbing is effectively a blanket term. So it just it refers to vaporizing cannabis concentrates. So that can be, um, you know, your shatter, your wax, your crumbles, rosins, sauces, oils. It, it's basically all cannabis concentrates referred to in the same in the same term. Um, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite way of consumption it is a lot cleaner um mainly because well i mean solventless tends to be the cleanest um so things like uh rosin it, it becomes a lot cleaner because you're pulling the pulling all those essential oils out of the plant matter and therefore mm. you're not having to then combust those um so it's yeah basic basically uh dabbing refers to um vaporizing concentrates
1: no that was the long way around but yes we got (laughs) there (laughs) we got there Uh, in the end so like you can dab hash as well is that what you're saying right
3: yeah so any concentrate it so dabs that's what dabs refer to so it's it's that's why i said it's more of a blanket term um it's just it's just easier than going like you know i'm gonna go and vape some wax or i'm gonna go and smoke some crumble it's just easier to say You know, I'm going to go and have a dab of. But Rosin
1: seems to be, sorry, Monkey. I said I was also confused,
0: like Mackie had said in in the beginning, you know, when cannabis first became legal, the first time I entered a legal dispensary, dabs were completely just foreign to me. I had no idea what they were talking about. What is this shadow you speak of, you know? know It sounds ridiculous, but we all have to learn at one point, you know?
3: Yeah. yeah, so you there's there's, <clears throat> pardon me. There are quite a few, um, quite a few different styles of concentrate, and it really comes down to what you prefer, um, how far you want to take it, whether you want to go all the way to isolates and distillates and things like that. Um, but most of the time, as a as a home grower and as a, a general consumer, you're probably more likely going to be doing things like bubble hash. Uh, hash rosin live rosins things like that which are um solventless so you just need to use a couple of heat plates and some pressure to extract all that rosiny goodness
1: all right so th- and this is how dabbing works as well right it's like it's similar to a bong and instead of putting the flame to bud you'd rather heat up like a, a, a little pot for lack of a better term like a glass pot or uh, a porcelain part. You heat that shit up, drop some stuff on it. And then because of the heat of that thing's vaporized. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so you're not using the flame to make the shit combust. No, you're, you're rather you're... using a hot surface to make it evaporate. Right. Yeah.
0: You're, you're, you're heating a crucible, basically. And the crucible right. is going to go ahead and vaporize the oils the or, or whatever bucket it is. Bucket
2: or something. Sorry, Marge? What they call it the bucket. hmm
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, the e-nail there's lots of different types of that shit. have you ever done yeah. dabbing before they march
2: no well not beyond say old-fashioned bottle talks and hot knives
1: very <laughs> well, true. True. Yeah. very canadian <laughs>
0: yeah. that hot knifing yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about hot
3: knives earlier in the chat
1: so. yeah definitely the same kind of principle isn't it? Uh, hot knives. you put in the the hash onto a hot surface and letting mm-hmm. it vaporize that way. So it's very similar to the process of dabbing as well. Like the but, analog. Version. Mm-hmm, yeah. The, the 70s <laughs> version, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but when we talk about dabbing, most of the time dabbing will be done with rosin, right?
3: Mm, not necessarily. Probably. It's no? it's because that's no. what I
1: hear about it done mostly with is with
3: rosin. Um it's yeah, again, it's just more the uh, majority of people, it's rosin is less expensive than some of the other things. Um, Once you start getting into isolates and shatters and things like that, the prices can go up. Mm. So a majority of people would rather go with a a rosin um, because it is cheaper, but you also get the full entourage. So you're getting Mm. everything from it. Whereas if you start going into isolates and distillates, you're taking away some of the stuff that um, some of those secondary cannabinoids and things like that. Um, and your terps and things. So, yeah, I I mean, I I would say as a rule of thumb, most people would be dabbing rosin, Um, but then, you know, you've got your oils and and your shatters and things like that, which are are just as, you know, just as uh, common.
1: But you're a a regular dapper, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you would use the rosin more often, right? That's your preferred method, would you say?
3: Yeah, so I prefer solventless. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, look, shatters and things like that are great and all, um, but without the proper tools and technique, it you know, if you're you can there can be leftover residue and stuff like that in in your final product. And for me, you know, I I smoke and vape. And dab because i enjoy it and i like the full flavor the full entourage i also like to know that everything that's gone into what i'm consuming and it's the for me in my personal preference it's the safest cleanest way to do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we want to get because the people are listening i would say that you want to push forward the Russell thing And you need to get a little rosin press for that because there's loads of different ways you can make the extracts like oils and things like that. And we covered that in a previous show for the extracts show. And if you need any help making any of these different kinds of cannabis extracts, you can head over to persysgroom.com and we can help you out there with any questions that you have. But specifically for this dabbing thing, I want to move forward with this whole rosin thing, right? This The rosin press that loads of people have. And... Mm -hmm because they can be quite expensive these things like off off of five tons to squish the weed let me just explain that to everybody when you're making this rosin you're gonna get some cannabis flour the buds and you're gonna put it in between some grease-proof paper or sometimes in a in like a little bag but where it makes a puck or something then you're gonna squish the fuck out of it at high temperatures and that's going to squeeze out the the resins and and the juices out of the cannabis buds and that that juices you're scooping up there that's going to be rosin, right you're going to put in your dabbing rig. That's essentially what it is. I mean this is something that you do often right bubble
3: yeah so basically that's that's the the key idea around it. Um so you're using two hot plates and a set amount of pressure over a set amount of time to extract the oils and the resins from that plant matter and mm-hmm. um, then you can remove that plant matter and it leaves you with those oils that you can then vape, smoke, dab, however you want to do it. Um but yeah rosin <laughs> rosin presses come in many shapes and forms and there are there is more than one way to skin a cat. So, so
1: swing a cat. We don't skin cats around here. We've discussed this. <laughs> Well, we have discussed. It. <laughs> you That's have to say the from... sayings wrong. You can't use classic sayings on high and homegrown. You gotta fuck them up in some way. You know, like uh, uh like R- Ricky Bobby does on, on is that his name on, on Trailer Park Boys? Man, I watched this TV show loads of times, and I still don't know the guys. Like Ricky from Trailer- Ricky He Bob- never says hey, I mean, Ricky- <laughs> Yeah, no, Ricky yeah. Bobby is check from *Talented*, Night, is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But you know who I mean. You know, I yeah. heard him the other day He was right. saying some shit right. so You know so My m- minds are racing Against each other Or something like that It's <laughs> <This> guys so <laughs> funny Yes yeah, so you can't say Saying it's correct But it has to be All right. wrong So
3: the, there's more than One way to swim With a cat How's that sound Is that, Does that work Fuck better Fucking
1: beautiful mate I love it <laughs> I love it Yeah There's more than one way To swim with a cat That's going to be it From now on everybody That's how we're saying You know It's, it's like rocket um, surgery You know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, squishing Maybe. the fucking goodness out of the bud like that and then vaping it. it sounds ideal, man, because it's tasty as fuck.
3: Yeah, so that, it tend, that's my favorite way. Um, and you can do – it doesn't just have to be flour. So I like doing hash rosin as well. Um, so I, I, like I Now, has. this hash rosin
1: thing, right? I've heard mm-hmm. this mentioned many times before. I don't think I've had the privilege of trying it, but it sounds oh, fucking yeah.
0: – oh. uh, uh, uh,
3: Have you we tried that, that
1: monkey? Yes, you did. That mimosa
0: that we had in Barcelona right. was hash rosin.
3: The,
0: the other ones were regular rosin,
1: but that one was hash rosin and it had a different texture to it. So, essentially, what's happening with this hash rosin is it you're, you've made hash, you know, like bubble hash or something, and then you're just squishing it in the rosin press to get the good shit out. What, what is the story here? Monkey, M- do you know about this? How was uh, it made? A little,
0: a little bit, but I'm sure Bubble knows a little bit more. But basically, you're going to make bubble hash first and then you're going to take the bubble hash. Make it into your pucks and and squeeze it in a smaller mesh bag under under lower temperature and lower pressure to get just the best parts out of it. Mm-hmm. From what mm-hmm. I understand, that sounds
1: like the shit right
3: that's there. A, that's essentially yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. you're just cleaning it up more. That that's all. So mm-hmm. in, you know mm-hmm. when you when you're making hash and bubble hash, obviously you're taking the heads off. Um, so depending on how clean you take that and whether you take it um, you know, what, what grading you take that down to you've, you should have next to zero plant matter in that. Um, and so then you're obviously going to lose some of those oils and things like that, that normally come out of the plant matter itself. So you right. it's, it's just cleaning it up one step further, um, than, than a full plant extract.
1: Another question I have here as well, and Brampton brings it up in the chat there. What is live resin compared to
3: normal resin? What's the difference there? Okay, so live resin is it's taken from the plant at harvest and frozen immediately, and then they'll make the hash from that. Right, um, like that's
1: live resin. Hours. Yeah. Right.
3: So the idea the idea is that by by doing it that way, you're not giving it a chance to cure and lose the terpene profile. So you're getting the freshest off the plant, full profile you can. Because mm-hmm. when when you go through and you you know, I don't know if we were going to get into this later on on the in the questions but when you when you let them cure for a while you're naturally going to have certain terpenes evaporate right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so over time that that consistency is going to change the flavor is going to change and so on and so forth so by by freezing it straight off the plant you're keeping and holding everything it's you're getting every single thing that's come from that plant that plant's produced straight off the bat into the freezer and then you'll you'll get that come through in your in your hash rosin. So you essentially
1: um, if you're consuming cannabis in that way, you don't need to wait for the plants to dry. Correct. Oh, nice. Yeah. That that's, that sounds like a good point to me. You know that that extra couple of weeks that can take a piss man if you can just
3: squish some fresh buds. Be like you yeah, know no, you, no 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 <laughs> you can't just you squish you, the fresh you, buds? No. So that the water content then will become a problem. So this is why I like this is why when they're making the live resin, they will make it into um into a hash first. So Right. So you can't they... just
1: freeze a bud and just squish your frozen bud. You can't do that.
3: No, because because yeah, right. that water content will ruin it. Um which is this is this is why live rosins and things like that tend to be a little bit more expensive because there is a bit more um a bit more work involved yeah Mm
1: -hmm. but then you have to uh, freeze dried
3: yeah and you have to still dry the hash so the hash still needs a little bit of time to dry so you i mean look it doesn't matter any concentrate you're making you're going to lose a little bit um Mm -hmm. but if the the creme de la creme of um of hash rosins is a live resin that's where all the good stuff is
1: mission so we're just going to make normal rosin then we're just going to (laughs) what kind of press are you going to look at when you're making it so you've got your dried bud let's say you just got your normal flour and you know you could crumble this shit up put it up in a joint if you wanted to so you're going to use that stuff to make your rosin and that's gonna you just essentially put it in some parchment paper right with a little pocket little bag you can get how does that work
3: so again really depends on preference i you can, you can do it both ways. You can either just put a nugget in between two plates and press it and you'll get rosin, but you're also then running the risk of having plant matter in that rosin. And you really don't want plant matter in the rosin. Um, So ideally what you do is uh, pop it into a little bag in a, you know, depending on, again, your preference, you can go with different micron size bags uh, I tend to run for fresh flour anywhere from 90 down to about 70 uh, micron, depending on what, how it's pressing um, to get the cleanest stuff for me. You hmm. can go higher. That's, that's fine. Obviously the idea is to just hold all of that plant matter in a puck and then as you're pressing you're just extracting all those oils around the outside of the puck and you can just easily pull that puck out throw it away or if you're like me and you're a degenerate you put that in the freezer with all the other pucks you've pressed and then you can make edibles with that nice
1: i like it damn so how if you say you have a quarter of cannabis. Before you put them in these bags would you grind them up, can you just put the buds in? what's the story there?
3: Uh I I tend to break it up off the stem and I'll take any hard bits of stem out. Right. Um you know this you're not you're not going to extract anything really of of noteworthy from uh the stem itself and all you're going to do is run the risk of having a bl- bag blow out on you. Uh mm-hmm. you don't I I don't personally um grind it up some people do and and you can for me it just again adds more potential for plant matter to end up in that final product right. uh so i'll just break it break it up i've got what they call a pre uh, pre-mold meth pre, pre-mold press like that was hard to say um mm-hmm. and it's just a it's just basically a, a big block of aluminium and i'll it's got three parts to it it's got like a an outside sleeve a top and a bottom with a, and one part's like a long, um, it kind of fits perfectly inside the the mold and you you make a, a puck out of that. So I'll take about anywhere from around about 14 to 18 grams and I'll press that down into a puck that will fit in the bag and then that will then go into between my parchment paper in between my plates and I'll press it from there and then that way I'm, I'm getting as much rosin as I can out of it
1: so you say you around 14 grams using there which is half an ounce how much resin are you getting in return for that half an ounce on average
3: uh, on on average de- it really depends on what strain you're pressing some strains are going to have a higher a higher resin uh, content than others but on average uh, if i'm if i'm really happy with it i'm getting anywhere from around 3 you know, three and a half grams at max. So
1: about a quarter then about a quarter and return 25% back.
3: You'd be happy with that. If you're getting more Mm -hmm. than that, um, you know, I mean, I could probably get more than that, but I would be going, I'd be, the the rosin quality starts to suffer because you're using more pressure, you're using longer time um, under that pressure and you're using a bit more heat. So to extract as much as possible. Uh, you start getting some of the stuff that doesn't taste so nice in there. Some of the la- uh, right. waxes and the lipids and things like that. Right. right. So, okay.
1: yeah.
3: but so yeah, how are long thumb, are you squishing
1: 24. it for then? What's the best What's the uh, best time for squishing?
3: Ag- again, depends on the strain. So this is, it's all strain dependent and it's something that you'll have to feel out as you're doing it. But for me, as a rule of thumb, I'll start at about 60 seconds on a first press. See how that right. goes. Um, and then I'll take it out I'll have a look I'll see what I've got if it's still looking quite blonde and I can probably push it a little bit more this looks like there's still some left um, in the product itself in the in the biomass then I'll I can press it for a little bit longer um, or you can then repress that puck if you really want to stretch it second presses from the same puck tend to be a little bit more harsh because uh, you you've, you've kind of already uh given the heat and the pressure to that uh, biomass already so most of the good stuff's already out uh but the mm. cleanest stuff i find anywhere from about a minute all the way up to about two minutes um once you start going past sort of two minutes into the the three minute realm you're starting to um to sort of overheat that puck right and you'll and you'll get more of a darker rosin consistency from it
1: so trial and error with different strains yeah but at yeah, least 60 it really, seconds seems yeah. to be fair
3: yeah, I start at 60 seconds and then I'll adjust depending on um on what what comes out from that first press. Always just do a test press. It's it's mm-hmm. not gonna take you much to do. And you can do that like I, I test press with just without the bags. I'm not gonna waste a bag to test it. I'll just give it a quick press for, for a minute, see how that extracts if I'm and then I can sort of adjust whether I go a little bit longer, a little bit hotter, a little bit cooler and you can sort of it's all trial and error it's something that takes a little bit to get used to um and and again it's going to be different with every strain but once you get used to it you can sort of judge and, and you know you're going to know the consistency that you like and um and the coloration and things that you like in your rosin so you'll start to work out wh- how your press works where at what point um you're going too far and, and stuff like that plus the fun part is is all these testers you still get high off them so <laughs> you, know, you get to do <laughs> the make, dab right. exactly right. you get to do the dab either way so
1: <laughs> so how much pressure is so we talking 60 seconds then how much pressure is ideal for this how much is too much how much is um, not enough
3: <laughs> yeah so i i run a four ton press um there I you. find that is that is more than enough. How many uh, gorlocks is that? How many gorlocks? Uh, it's about <laughs> a half a gorlock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: those are some numbers.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inside joke there with the gorlock, the destroyer. If anybody knows who yeah. we're referring to? You, you, know that's funny, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> sorry, four. <about all. laughs> no, sorry, would say so four. Yeah, four ton. So I use a four ton press. Um there are plenty other sizes on the market. And again, it'll come down to how much you're wanting to press at one time as well. Um, right. More pressure isn't necessarily better. It's, you know, you, you run the risk of things like blowouts and stuff like that. One, if you're trying to push too much pressure, Um, depending on what you're trying to make as well. So some of the new Nug Smasher stuff, I think it's the Nug Smasher IQ. It's, um <clears throat> pardon me. It is completely uh, automated. So you type in how much you've got, the size of the bag that you've that you've made up, what's in that bag, whether that be hash or full, full flower, so on and so forth, and then you let it go and let it do its thing. And they're they're making THC diamonds and stuff with those presses. So um, there there is a whole list of things you can do with it. But though, though I think that one's a um, it's either a 10 or a 20 pound press i would have to double check that um but they can also take up to about an ounce so you know if you're if you're pressing a, an ounce at a time it's a lot of that it's a lot of product to press and you know if if you're only just starting out on this dabbing journey that's a lot of rosin you really you really right, it,
2: an ounce, a whole ounce of it, it,
3: would be, a, a, it? Yeah. yeah a whole, a whole ounce <laughs> of flour is a lot of rosin Um, and yeah, so it really, again, it'll come down to, you know, are you going to be doing this every day? Are you, is it something that you really want to, you want to process all your product into? Um, if that's the, if that's the case, then yeah, you can go with, um, you can go with something that's maybe got a little bit more of a, of a higher ton rating. Um, we over I, I on honestly, alibongo.com
1: alibongo.co.uk you know our sponsors of mm-hmm. versus growing.com. they have everything related to all this kind of shit they have a uh, the extraction paper they even have rosin presses over there which can do a, a manual one ton extraction uh, rosin press there and they got something that goes up to 20 tons as well that's crazy shit so, yeah. so if you're looking for a, a rosin press then check
3: out alibongo.com they'll have ali bongo got some really nice stuff over there i was actually Mm -hmm. looking at it the other day um yeah look i mean i i don't have i i would love to have one of these top tier models like a low template setup um you know or or something from nug smasher but it's it's out of my price range i mean some of these presses are like five six and and more um top of the range press can run you anywhere from ten to twelve thousand dollars if not more, um, mm-hmm, so and and again, it's too much for the average person. Even if you're if you're right. pressing everything, that it's it's a big investment for something that you'd have to be chewing through that rosin um, more so than I do. And I consume a lot, and I I don't see a need to upgrade to something like that. Yeah, automated ones at twenty k, as Gilbert said. You know that that's a lot of money. It really is. Oh yeah, that's un-
2: more for, for like a <clears throat> commercial application than someone just doing it at home for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. And what
2: brand do you use? Are you using a Nug Smasher?
3: No, I've got a, a. I've just got a cheap LTQ vapor one. Um, so it's not. It's. I think it's the KP four. I'd have to double check it. It's. It's behind me, and it would take effort for me to turn around and have a look at. <laughs> mm-hmm. No KP one. So yeah, so it's the it, it was I've got I got it ages ago, and I got a good deal, and I think I only paid about um I think it was like five hundred dollars uh, Australian, so it wasn't overly oh, wow. expensive in terms yeah. of um I I look I mean I'm I'm probably due to go, go on upgrade, but again it's whether I go with a build my own buy a H frame and um and set it up in a h frame and yeah, stuff it's like pretty that.
1: difficult or, to sell one of those secondhand as well like does anybody need this frosting press
3: <laughs> yeah, <but> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well, well if it comes if it comes to it and um and i end up getting another one i'll clean this one up and i'll pop it up and we'll do a we'll do a um a comp but you can we'll we'll throw it up and i'll give it away to somebody for nothing um so we're looking uh, at uh,
1: yeah. anything up to four tons of pressure. That I mean, there's so much pressure you can put on it, but the lighter the better. Is that what you're trying to say, really? Uh,
3: no, no, not. It's it's not so much that. It's so I think it's it's one of those things where it's like the high THC thing, right? So people can get caught up in them in the the pressure numbers, right? So it's really easy to to go for a hunt on some of these and think that one press is going to be better than another because it can press an extra ten ton and mm-hmm. there's only it's you know there's a finite amount of pressure that you can put that um that flower under yeah. before it's pointless you, you're mm-hmm. just pressing too far um so I mean yeah look four four ton is enough for what I want uh I would I'd like to go a little bit more but only to to get a bigger a bigger plate size so I can press a little bit more and um and have it yeah, you know, a little Job
1: bit in the chat is saying here 500 quid gets you a decent press here 300 quid buys crap here and 1200 yeah. pound for something spot on so it's a, yeah, it's fucking a hefty investment and it man. and if yeah. you don't yeah. even yeah. if you haven't even tried rising before it, it's <laughs> like, make
2: sure you like it first yeah
1: that's yeah. right and you want to be sure yeah. that you're like damn this is how i want to consume cannabis before you go spending these fucking prices yeah. But is there yeah. any alternative? Because I heard before that you can use hair straighteners, for example, to be able to squish some rises out of some goods. <laughs> so option, right?
3: if 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 you want to take the uh we'll take the bogan hillbilly option, then yes, you can, the you can go route. with a hair straightener. But mm-hmm. oh, look, I've done it with a hair straightener. Is it you know, no, it's not the best, and you're not going to get the best quality. But if it's something that you're wanting to try, um, giving it a go with a hair straightener isn't a bad idea um, just <laughs> you want to keep it on the lowest setting so the the biggest thing with the hair straighteners is, is one you're not going to get the same amount of pressure um, because even if you're even if you've got clamps um, like ratchet clamps on it and you're pressing like that you're just not going to get the same amount of pressure you would from a press yeah. Um, yeah. but it's the heat that's the main consideration so hair straighteners are for straightening hair, right? So they get a lot hotter than what you'd require to press rosin. So you really want to have it on the lowest temp setting. It really doesn't need to be a long press, but you want to try and get the the pressure up as you press it. So,
1: no, so get Gorlock uh, to stand on it.
3: A... Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, just put one foot on it. Maybe that might. <laughs> <laughs> one Gorlock foot, everybody. One Gorlock foot of pressure. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah that that would that's probably the easiest way to to trial it out and and give it a crack and there is more than one person on youtube that's done it and you can follow their um follow their their guides on how to do it um but it's not it, it's not going to be the same sort of quality um oh. but it, it it's just not going to get the same amount of pressure from you know and get that decent quality rosin from a hair straightener
1: as Ed Rosenthal said when he was on the show one time, that you shouldn't really look at these things in monetary value. You need to look at them in cannabis value. And if you want a decent rosin press, it's going to cost 500 quid here in the UK. That's less than three ounces of weed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it might, yeah. be, it might be a little worth the investment for you to just have this nice accessory, man, to make some fucking rosin. Smoke that shit. Oh,
3: yeah. I, I look at it as. If I'm going to go and buy rosin, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Apart mm-hmm. from the fact that it's fucking nearly impossible to find decent quality rosin um, that I would be happy to smoke that I could trust <laughs> has not been adulterated in any shape or form. Um, for me, the cost of a press outweighed the stress of continually going and trying to source it.
1: Um, Isn't there a guy just always 15 minutes around the
3: corner? That's what I heard. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah bro. We saw you fifteen minutes for, around man? the car with the with the fire, bro. With the fire. With the fire. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's got the the fire. It's <laughs> That's it the fire.
3: Man's got
1: the piff, fam. Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's how they talk here in the UK, anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, look, it's. It, it, it's an investment, like anything, like a decent grow light, like um, you know, a pump setup or a a water chiller or extraction fans. Like, yes, they're not as expensive, but a good quality grow light is comparable yeah. price wise. You know, and if you're if if this is a consumption method that you like. Then spending a little bit and getting a quality piece of kit that's going to last you and that's mm-hmm. going to do everything you want without you having to struggle with it is the better way to go than mm-hmm. um than going with something cheap just to get you through um you know or if it's if it's again it's it has to be you you've really got to enjoy this consumption method and want to use it and you know for most people if you're spending a $1000 on a press then you you're going to want to be dabbing daily in my opinion
1: but right. so that's the actual making the rosin bit what would you say about the dabbing bit now what would you say what rig would you recommend to somebody who's new to dabbing go out and purchase today so they can consume their rosin they've just pressed on their 500 pound minimum okay. Uh,
3: if you, so okay so if you're again, you can go two different ways here. You can go either with a recycler or an oil rig. Um, they're fairly What's a recycler
1: versus an oil rig? What the fuck is that? Basic,
3: ba- so basically like if they're like a little bong, um, but they're designed oh. for oils and to fit bangers and e-nails and things like that. Um, it's just like a smaller version of a bong. You don't need that big bellowing um, beaker bong, but, to, in saying that, you can still get those those little quartz cups or what they call bangers that will attach to your normal bong. So for the for, for say, you know, twenty dollars Australian, um, so we're talking like maybe four pounds. You can go and get yourself a little <laughs> banger, <laughs> right? But well, maybe about yeah. eight quid. <laughs> okay, okay eight, eight quid. All right. So you can go and get yourself one of those and trial it on on your bong. Uh, that you have at home already, so you really mm-hmm. the, that that the way to consume it doesn't have to be massively expensive. And on, the, on that same token, the good thing about rosin is that you can throw it into a joint. You can use it as a topper on your bong if you want. If you've got a nice big bowl, you can you know pop a little little bit of rosin on top and give it a go that way. Um, nice. You and can even brush your um, teeth with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you probably could, but your jaw may get stuck together, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, and then, then you've got, you know, like myself again, cause I consume daily. I went and picked myself up a nice electric rig with the Dr. Dabba switch. And that nice. thing is, you know, it's miles above anything that you would be doing manually. Cause you can control everything all the way down to the heat the time it heats for. Um, you can change cups, you can change carb caps, you can change the um, the ash catches and the bubblers. And so you've you really nowadays it's it's a whole other um a whole other ball game when it comes to what you can and can't get. Um, I think Chilbert uses the Puffco Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's about the same price as as a Dr. Dabber switch, they're pretty close. Um, but the biggest thing about your electric rigs and your emails, uh, you don't have to be using butane torches because you yeah, know, to heat well, those bangers up, mm, you need to be mm. using a butane torch. And you know, the higher you get, the more dangerous that becomes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I would recommend
1: uh, get, sorry, monkey.
0: I was going to ask Bubble. I was going to ask you on the effect. Now, I'm not as experienced with dabs as you are. I've probably experienced maybe a dozen different different types of rosin oils waxes that, that I've done. But I've always found that the dab to me is a more energetic clear high, in that it doesn't it doesn't like drag me down or make me you know couch lock down. Is this is this common with dabs?
3: Um, it it can be. It really depends on how hot you're doing it. Um, so i've i've had like again the old school style when i'm using uh, a blowtorch, you tend to have a higher heat in your quartz bangers than than what you'd get out of the uh the electric ones mm-hmm. um yeah i can i can turn the heat right up in the dr davis switch if i want but i prefer it to be a little bit more controlled um so i'm getting more of that energetic hit um but it's it's the same idea as, as smoking a smoking a bong versus vaping, right? So it's with the electric, it's more controllable. Um, so you're probably finding that you're not quite hitting that heat where it's um converting to CBN. Um, so you're just getting more of the THC and cleaner um cleaner high feeling. And yeah, it's gonna be a much cleaner high. It it is also a, a headier high. Um, I find it more of a cerebral than than anything else with uh with dabs so it is something definitely to be careful with so if you're you know don't come out the gate and start doing half gram dabs because you know you <laughs> right. be lie- lying in a sweaty pile on the floor of your own vomit so just be careful right. it's you know um I, I I for me about you know I like Again, I'm a menace, so I tend to go a little bit heavier than I probably should. But if you're starting out, no more than you know a, about the size of a pinhead. So um, it doesn't really doesn't have to be that much. Give that a go first um, and see how you go, and then slowly work your way up. Because I can guarantee you that first hit, you're going to cough your lungs up, and then you're going to get a massive head rush. And um, if you if you go too hard too quick. You're not going to enjoy it. So mm. it's with everything. It's a concentrate. You got to remember that you, mm-hmm. you you've gone from a flower that's say fifteen to eighteen percent THC, and all of a sudden you're now in con in concentrate territory, which is probably closer to fifty to seventy percent THC. So you've you've really got to work along that line. If it is a concentrate, it is going to be heavier. Um, and and again, depending on how you've pressed it or where you've got it, it becomes how much you, you know. Terpenes can be quite volatile, and uh, the hotter they get, the the harsher that is on your throat and your chest and your lungs. So, uh, just things to consider, I suppose, when you're giving it a crack for the first time.
1: Oh yeah, nice man. Okay, yeah, lots of, yeah, lots of info there. Well, what about these email things? Uh, just somebody asked in the chat there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I think what, what uh what email would you recommend?
3: I think Billy's got one. Um I haven't really had a whole lot to do with the emails. Um I, mainly because I kind of as I said, I kind of went straight from uh the quartz bangers right and into the the dabber switch. Uh but there are quite a few around that uh would, would be quite good, and they're essentially just uh a bowl. That's uh that you charge and or is plugged in depending on what model you get, um and that will do the heating rather than using a, a butane torch, um right. a lot of them a lot of them you can connect to again the an existing bong or buy another oil rig um that's specific for dabs and then you can attach it to that and go from there, so, it, yeah really really they're they're quite good I like them if if you're trying to get into into the game and you don't want to go flat out um, and, you know, burn through canister after canister of butane, the electric ones are pretty good.
1: And I think... Yeah, and this is another um, thing I was wanting to ask as well is because you see when people are using the dabbing rigs, they'll heat up the glass with like a blowtorch kind of lighter, windproof looking lighter, you know, one of these. It's not a normal lighter people are using for this kind of thing. So what kind of lighter would you say is best to use with a dabbing rig when you're trying to put the rosin and shit in it?
3: What's the best one? Um, so, so the the best the best ones I've found are, are like the the bigger ones. You tend to get like some of those smaller jet lighters that you know, um, that last you forever if you're smoking bongs. But you want the ones that you can click on and lock the trigger on, because you the last thing you want to be doing is standing there holding that fucking thing against the nail for ten minutes while it heats the quartz up um you want to be able to sort of get one that's nice and stable it can sit on the table you can lock that trigger down so that the flame stays on and you can just line it up against your um against your banger and and sort of send it from there do you have to hold uh, the flame I mean,
1: against the glass for a while then so the yeah it takes
3: a, it, it takes a little bit to heat up that that course We're saying 10 20 um, seconds uh can it again depending on the on the banger it can take a few minutes wow a so burning butane lighter. Yeah. Wow. Depends on the lighting, depends on the lighter you're using. Get um, an email so
1: everybody. You, Just get a fucking email. <laughs> yeah. 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 Honestly,
3: easy. emails, emails are better in my opinion. Um, But again, they are more expensive. So it's, it's kind of a, a trade-off, you know, uh, do you want to spend a little bit money and invest in it and make it easier on yourself, easier on the environment. So you're not chewing through cans of butane. And not burning your fucking house down, um, and then, or or do you just go the cheap method and just go fuck it, and I'm just going to give it a crack. So if it's if you're only going to get if you're only going to try it once or twice, just go go the cheap option. Get yourself a banger, put it on your bong, um, and get yourself a nice butane lighter. It, it'll probably you know you'll get away with it for under a hundred bucks. Whereas if you're going with the emails, you you're probably looking a couple hundred um minimum and then all the way up to a thousand if not more with some of them that are on the market depending on what you know all the extra accessories and things like that so
1: after all of this bubble hawk i Mm gotta ask is it worth Mm
3: -hmm. it it?
1: (laughs) all (laughs) this money now all this extra equipment you're gonna have is it worth it for the dabs i mean what is the big appeal to so many people who enjoy dabbing?
3: in my opinion yes um I, I find with dabs it's it it's the flavor. the flavor is mm-hmm. probably my mm-hmm. biggest thing with it. Um, the you know the highs are secondary for me like I you know I'm quite happy smoking a joint for a high uh but when it comes to flavor if I'm if I'm wanting the full flavor out of some out of my homegrown and I want to make the best out of my homegrown, I'm I'm going for dabs. that's mm-hmm. it's absolutely better flavor and it, it tends to be a slightly more controllable high. Um, in my opinion it, it it again it's going to vary for everybody um and and it really comes down to you know your personal preference do you think the effort is worth it well my opinion yes uh but that's my situation I I grow enough that I've I've got enough there to press without freaking out that I'm gonna run out because that's mm-hmm. something else you have to consider it takes a lot of product to produce a little bit of rosin so. Mm-hmm. You know if you're if you're somebody that powers through bongs like they're going out of fashion then it's probably not and and you know if you can't grow a decent amount to to maintain that you you know i i could easily go through a couple you know within a couple of weeks i could go through over an ounce in in a blink it's not mm-hmm. you know it, it's really not that hard to do and one and the other side of it is your tolerance level once you start getting into dabs your tolerance level will go through the roof. Is like, what is this than...
1: flour? Is this even cannabis? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah,
3: like you know, like I'm I I was taking a a bit of a tea break on the dabs because my tolerance level was getting too high, and I was finding I was needing more and more and more and more, and, more and it's just not sustainable. Um, so yeah, it, it again, it's personal preference, but for me, yeah, I I think it's worth it. Um, yeah. And it, but again, it really, yeah.
1: and when it comes to the, because everybody who grows cannabis here would have been buying it previously out on the streets or wherever the fuck you get it from. And by not buying cannabis from the streets, you're saving money. And you want to invest a little bit back in to your grow every cycle. And after a while, you got the great tent, you got nice extractors, awesome lights, got everything you need. And it's like, you still want to put a little bit back in from the savings you've had. Don't forget about those savings you have from every grow. Mm-hmm. You know, how many thousands you're not spending on cannabis and just put a little bit back in to appreciate the hobby that you now have. And if dabbing is something that you want to do, then fucking do it, man. I mean, I know essentially it's going to cost like a thousand quid. You know, I would say pounds, but monkey will get confused. You know, <laughs> a thousand <laughs> quid. No, and I'm
0: not confused now.
1: You you know what I'm talking about. Oh,
0: yeah. But
1: it's uh, It's just like it might sound a lot, but it's not really. When you look at the grand scheme of things, it's just a few ounces of cannabis that you would have just been buying on the street anyway. So if you think you're going to enjoy some, some dabbing, then fucking give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Buy your press, buy your rising press. You know, it's not that like you're going to use these once and you can't use it again. You use these over and over again for years, whenever you want
3: yeah. to. I've had, my, I've had my press for a few years now. And again, it's not the top of the line, not top of the line. It's, you know, somewhere around the, the middle range. And it, it works it does what i need it to do i'm you know more than able to to make enough rosin for myself um so you know it's it's worth the crack if you're if you're chasing flavor or you've mm-hmm. got a fuck mm-hmm. load of material that you've got no idea what to do with you know other than than washing for hash or uh, making edibles and so on and so forth you know here in, in know, the do uk do it would be out. crazy
1: you know if i could like go around to my friend's house and be like, yeah, yo, have you seen this? Like, yo, what the fuck is that? I'm like, that's rosin, bro. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Get the dabbing it's... rig out and it's a little, a bong that's a little bit different. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like, this dabbing rig, bro. And they hit that shit. I well, know they're going to think, my Jesus, that, that's like the best weed I've ever smoked. So, you yeah. know, the flavor, man, that's the most important thing to me. And, and a lot of people, man, a lot of people who consume cannabis, the taste of the weed is a massive factor. It's better to smoke like two, Reefers that taste fucking incredible to get the same high as one spliff would have done, but it didn't taste good. You know what I mean? I'd rather smoke them two tasty ones than have one which hit me just as hard as two would, but wasn't as tasty. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense?
3: Anyone who's who's growing their own has worked that out. Mm -hmm. And you know, Mm -hmm. you you work out real quick that flavors, you know, flavor matters, and Mm -hmm. the, the better quality you're growing of your own the more you want to chase that flavor. Um, right.
1: But yes. dab that shit, everybody. Um, quick questions from Noxy here. Cause Noxy is a legend. What's up Noxy? It's good to see you, bro. Question. What ratio, if uh, what ratio of weed makes, how much dabs like is seven grams weed equivalent to one gram dabs? Yeah. So uh, a quarter, we, yeah, that's about right. And it's seven grams to one. Cause you said 14 grams earlier, yeah, about two it's grams. A, dab.
3: It's, it's a, about right. It it again, it's yeah, but the, how much will you use quality... in each dab?
1: Like when you when you get your dab ready, are you putting a third of a gram in there? A tenth Ooh, of a gram? A third. Is it a lot. yeah? Is it... See, because in a joint uh, you'll be putting a gram in. So what what, what would go, you say uh, was ideal for a dab?
3: It depends how hard I want to go. Um you want to go hard, I've done, bro. I've if I'm going hard, I've I've gone half gram before. Whoa. Um yeah that's that That was that was not a fun experience um it was you know it was great for the first 10 minutes um (laughs) like that so no yeah normally i mean normally a a big hit's going to be about a quarter a quarter of a gram dab and that's huge you really don't need that
2: well you were Um, saying just a minute ago to start with like the size of a pinhead and work your way up from there right
3: correct yeah start slow
2: yeah i don't know what that is in grams but it's not a lot <laughs> it's not
3: a lot no look if yeah. you're if you're pressing if you, if you let's say you press seven grams you get a gram out of it if you've never had rosin before that could last you a good four or five sessions uh before you're looking at it going oh yeah i could i could do some more um mm-hmm. but you know if you if you really like your rosin you're into it your tolerance levels high enough you could you can go a bit harder. I mean I've I've seen guys just dip the nectar collector in a in a tub and, and send it. And some people are just you know they can deal with that but you know as a as a rule of thumb not everybody has a tolerance like that. So mm-hmm. you know, you've got you've got to remember again it's a concentrate. It's a higher THC product. So you you don't need as much to get the same level of high that you would get from um you know from a full bowl. So nice it, it, it yeah it, it just comes down to your preference really and but take it slow please for the love of god take it slow i've seen one too many people just rocking back and forth sweating that <laughs> and it's the when they go white that's the that's the one you start to worry oh no <laughs> I've, I've gone and given them too much
0: yeah the rotten <laughs> sweats are real it doesn't mean you're oh, gonna yeah. pass out but they are real sometimes if you go hard
3: and it's uncomfortable, you know. You don't. You're not. Uh, yeah, that doesn't it just, sound like fun. No, <laughs> that's my thing. I'm like, you know, I I I enjoy it, and I enjoy the flavor and the high. But again, it's dialed into what I prefer, rather than just go hard or go home, and then you're just a melted bowl of mush. So, just be careful, please. <laughs> no need to go hard. You know,
1: lots, lots of uh that's a good information there i hope that helps anybody who wants to decide to do some dabbing you know and of course you can get all of these things from alibongo.com as well so that makes it really easy for you you can get your dabs over there get your get your dabbing rigs i mean you can't get dabs from alibongo no no you have to make those yourself mm. but they have seeds so you can make those you know <laughs> grow some weed make some rosin get a press get a dabbing rig get your e-nail no, And if you do do this shit as well, head over to persisballroom.com and start a thread over in the paraphernalia section so we can take a look at that as well because we like to see this kind of thing. And if you have a nice dabbing rig or any of these fancy equipments that Bumblehawk has just been speaking about, then drop that in the equipment section as well or or maybe in the uh, the extracts section as well because we'd like to see some of those gear. What's your writing press look like? You know, What's your dabbing rig look like? Do you have an email? nail? Do you have one of those nice fancy bowls? Come and show us some pictures over on PerseysGroom.com. That would be cool. What about we do have a, a rig, you know? A, yeah, I'd like a dappin rig, but I I would need a rising press to go with it because you can't get rising <laughs> here in the UK. I uh, know exactly <laughs> what you mean.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but one day slippery slope, bro. <laughs> we can dream. What, we can dream. Well, you start grading you, you start extra bits and you're like, you know what? I do need a silicon mat. A pre pollen mm-hmm. press, yes. I definitely need one. There's
1: any company out there like, oh, Mackie, we'll send you a rosin press and you can do a, do us a review. They, uh, yes. Yeah, cool. I, I might do that. I might Anyone's do that. Listening. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I like doing reviews. You got to be careful because I'm a moody fucker and they might not go so well. <laughs> this thing was far too hot. It was far too heavy. <laughs> review turns to rant. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, what the fuck was this? You know, I wouldn't even buy this for free, you know? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah, don't send me for reviews. I'm just joking. Uh, we have a couple of listener mail questions here. One from Filmy Bowls, and this is an interesting one, everybody. Are you ready? He says, my question for this Sunday show, what did Fred, Sp- <laughs> what did Fred Flintstone say to Barney in the Cannabis Social Lounge?
0: I had a different
1: answer than him. A little dab will do ya.
2: Very funny. Very funny. Very yeah. on topic.
1: Yeah. I was going uh-huh. to go more like,
0: yeah, a dab will do ya. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Get close to yabba dabba do.
3: Yeah.
1: It was just so terrible. Oh, yeah. Man, I yeah, saw an they're... Instagram video this week and it like, had five really dark jokes on them. I wouldn't even tell them on the show. It was so dark. I told Billy one of them earlier and he was like, oh, oh, that was savage. Yeah. Funny, funny. I like the dark jokes. But Vinnie will no doubt type it in chat now, so keep an eye eye Uh, on that uh, terrible, uh, terrible joke. But I want to say YouTube will shut us down and delete everything if I I told that joke on the air. But we have uh, one from Arnie Scarpa as well. he said, inspired by the impending doom that the world is heading towards, maybe, maybe, (laughs) I'm trying to become self-sufficient in my grows and also grow for free. I know not everyone can do this, but it is something I want to master. I live on a farm, so I have the means to make the right compost and space to use big parts or grow outside. One thing is when you talk about making soil, it's normally bought products. Where can we make these from nature? So, yeah, where can you make soil from nature? Sorry, Monkey. I said well he lives on a farm, so
0: I don't know if he's dealing with agriculture or or livestock or what we're dealing with here exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's livestock, a lot of a lot of your uh some of your additives to your soil are things like pig blood or something like that. So yeah, bone animal bones. Uh you're gonna have to get your hands dirty to do it, but it can be done from animal animal uh, byproducts for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you're on a farm, different type of seed meals are also very good uh, fertilizers. Cotton seed meal, I'm thinking of alfalfa meal is another one. There's you know several different seed meals out there. so uh, what
3: what's your climate like? That's the other that's, side of that.
0: That's mm-hmm. true. you know, yeah, lots pleasure. of things. I know um, I think Study uh, uses soil from his field. He's in Scotland somewhere, you know. So it can be done. You can grow with just your regular old soil, but he also uses organic fertilizers that he buys to add to those. But again, mm. KNF, you could you could actually go into the KNF methods and, and collect IMO and, and do your different teas and right. worm beds and things mm-hmm. like that. It can definitely mm-hmm. be done, but.
2: Sounds like he needs to tune into a certain episode.
1: Mm. Oh, no. Never know man we've got mm. a few good episodes that just come out one of the things that i would say if you want to make your own soil like from scratch everything that is your own one third of most soil is either cocoa coir or peat moss and you grow a big coconut tree in order to get coconuts to make some coconut husk into cocoa that's going to be a long process but you can grow some peat moss i've always considered that you know if you could grow a shitload of your own peat moss So you can make your own soil out of that. That would be super cool. Instead of just going to buy peat moss from B&Q or wherever it is, Canadian Tire, you know, any of these different places. Mm. Because I saw a bag of peat moss the other day and it was a small amount of peat moss for a ridiculous amount of money. And it's like you could necessarily just grow that shit. Just grow it Mm. and, you know, save it up over time and make soil the
0: peat moss as I know it comes from peat bogs which takes years and de- you know decades and centuries even to accumulate some of the stuff it needs to be harvested sustainably that's why a lot of people don't even want to use it at all mm-hmm. I know in Canada they still harvest the peat moss but it's done uh you have you should look for a certain certification on the bag to make sure that it was sustainably harvested and monitored by the Canadian uh,
1: peat moss people and all yeah, that stuff like pisses that pisses me off yes. man so i i see all these soils and it's like peat free And he's like i don't want peat free I, I, <laughs> I want peat in my fucking soil right and don't be taking my peat moss off me until you've stuck them 40 million tires That's burning so cool. in the fucking desert with two mile wide black smoke fucking plumes coming from it well you want to tell me about peat moss you cheeky motherfucker. <laughs> you know, well, I mean... it's sometimes people don't have their priorities straight, man. I want my peat moss, all right? Well, Jeremy on, yeah. from
0: Buildersau said that that uh, a suitable alternative for the peat moss was black leaf mold that you can collect mm-hmm. in uh, old, very old forest areas. Yeah, like yeah, The black leaf mold from the forest as a substitute for peat moss. There's ways mm-hmm. to do all of this stuff, but it's going to take a lot of sourcing. But there are, mm-hmm. are many people in the cannabis community that have already made this move.
1: We all need to be marching in the street asking for our peat moss back in right? you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> now we get peat moss down here in the States all the time. It's Canadian peat moss, but I think, like I said, you should always make sure that it was uh, responsibly harvested and, you know, they're not raping the land just to get the peat moss and don't care what about the future. Mm. It's a shame.
1: Things are changing all the time. Though. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Free the peat moss, everybody. <laughs> yeah anything else to add that much did you have anything to say about this if you had a farm what would you do
2: uh well i played compost as well but i guess he said mm-hmm. he has animals did you say he has animals
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh i never farm so no he didn't say he had animals no he didn't say
2: okay. he I, mean, he has, I would compost my food kitchen scraps so that i would have that composting element towards whatever i end up building which also takes mm-hmm. time so <laughs> if you just if you haven't had don't have one started already but
1: Man, if I had a farm, I'd be growing a tomato farm. And it would be one tomato plant, one cannabis plant, one tomato plant, <laughs> one cannabis plant. And, and maybe just a few corns here and there. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to be like, what's that tall one? Oh, they're corns. You know, I'd be like, fuck that shit, man. There'd definitely be fucking cannabis plants growing on my farm. And if <laughs> anybody came, it would be like, get my shotgun out. would be like, get off my land. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know just man. rocking
3: back and forth on your on your front porch you
1: know what i mean you don't take kindly to folk like you around here what do you mean yeah. i mean like people in general fuck off
0: <laughs> got that piece of grass straw hanging from your mouth as you're rocking it with your mm-hmm. shotgun in your you head
1: my dabbing rig be... next to me
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the weed leaf like randy i have
1: the weed <laughs> leaf hanging out mouth. <laughs> So, yeah good question man we want to see what's going on there you know growing having a farm is very a uh, nice opportunity but it's uh, i hear it's a lot of hard work that's got to be a bit shit. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: but it, it'd be a nice project to have you know, you know send the kids out onto the farm to do the work and you can just make supervise be the supervisor you know what i'm saying to be able to grow cannabis in a farm like that that'd be that'd be pretty fucking sweet but of course we're not allowed to because they said so Yeah. So, I mean, that's about everything, really. There's no more questions here. And we've covered dabbing, how to make the rosin, how to use dabs and things like that. But, of course, if you have any questions, then find us over at percysgrowroom.com or over on our Discord server, which is going to be linked in the description of this video slash download, whichever it is. uh, Anything else to add here? I think we're coming close to 500,000 downloads now. So uh, we're within a week, maybe just over a week, I think. And I think we'll do a special 500k download special when we get to that episode. But damn, it's a lot of downloads, man. So uh, mm-hmm. go and leave some some reviews for us, everybody. And of course, for March, March's show as well, you can leave a rating on Spotify very easily by just going to our podcast page, clicking on it, and uh, you'll see three dots. You click the three dots, and it will say rating. You click on rating. Move it up to five stars and press done. And that's it. That's all you have to do. Then you go to the search box and you put bite me the show about edibles and you'll find Margie's podcast. Do the same thing there. It'd take less than a minute to do all of that. Really. It took me just as long to explain what to do as it will to actually do the thing. So it would be epic if you could help out both shows by going out there and leaving some reviews, five star reviews. Of course, everybody. That's what we'd like to see. Yes. But anything else to add here before we finish off the World Guides? Go to the outro. Anything to add? Mm, I think they've that sounds covered. like a no. No. By Dabbing rigs, everybody, and Rising Presses. You deserve it. You deserve uh, it. Yeah. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you otherwise. Enjoy. Let's go to the outro. and there we go everybody that was this week's grow guides i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you learned some things and if you are going to get a dabbing rig and a rosin press and all that kind of stuff then make sure you show us over on percy'sgrowroom.com. and again just to quickly shout out to Ali Bongo there they are a great head shop they ship worldwide and if you want to get a new dabbing rig or rosin press or anything like that anything cannabis related other than cannabis itself and growing stuff you can get from Alibongo. So do check them out. Even papers, lighters, everything over at Alibongo. And you get 10% off all purchases if you just use the discount code PERCYS10. So if you want to head to Alibongo and buy stuff, make sure you use that discount code as well. That would be very cool. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Grow Guides. Next week, we are discussing defoliation, when to do it, how to do it, and all that kind of stuff so i hope to catch you then on the next week's grow guides but we are live on sunday as usual on our youtube channel at youtube.com slash high on homegrown so i hope to see you over there on sunday for the live stream have a good weekend stay high stay safe and thank you as always for downloading and listening to the show we'll catch you on the next one goodbye